0: Biz coach, you said just now that you worry that you'll alienate people if you put up the rates. Tell me, like, is that how realistic is that fear?
1: Um, well, I know, I know that some of the people who come are very price conscious, like they they always want bargain basements. Of things, so I think they may go, um but it you know, it, eight pounds doesn't seem excessive to me. I, I pay ten to Rachel. I'm I'm her mum. I've and I would not expect her to offer me a free class. I've never had a free class. I show up. I pay her two classes a week. Love every bit of it. Feel it's great value. You know, and th- I think that's fair because if I didn't pay her, she's losing a paying customer because I'm taking a space. So you know, but. And um she is by far the dearest one around here around here. But she's got a waiting list.
0: She's well, doing, I, you know, I, she's was, doing. I, I picked ten ten pounds as a starting point for you. Okay. Eight pounds is still eight pounds is oh look, I say this with love and deep respect to everyone who's come before us, but eight pounds is still that icky low vibe. I'm a yoga teacher. I'm always going to be broke, but that's because I'm in the service to humanity kind of, you know, I, I'll buy the moldy fruit and veg left over at the end because I'm a yoga teacher. And I, you know, I think suffering is glamorous. I just think like, it's you know, we've got to shake that off. We really have to shake that off. Yeah. I, I can't charge yeah, no, more than I'm, my teacher. Not... I can't charge more than people who've been teaching longer than me. <laughs> no. Ten pounds.
1: Oh, I love you. Yeah, so man up and just put it out there.
0: Don't you think, you tell me, are you the sort of teacher who just kind of shows up and wings it or do you actually think about it, think about who's coming? No, I've,
1: about- no I've, I've, I've planned my class. I've practised my, my Wednesday class tonight to make sure it flows. I'm trying to think of the clever Dharma talk, something interesting to say. You know, no, I don't wing it. I don't wing it.
0: And so how many people are coming now? Five people. Oh, no, you sold nine places, right?
1: Yeah, but but I'm down to five. I've only sold five this time.
0: Okay, so we've got five times 40 and then uh, divided by six. And then so how many uh, hours of prep do you think you put in?
1: Probably, I probably put in a good, a couple of hours of prep. I reckon I've. Put all right, in, so probably
0: know, doing prayer. the class, writing the class, thinking about the the satsang. So it's probably two hours of prep plus, let's say, the seventy five minutes of class itself plus a bit of time either side to say hello and get the stuff out and all of that. So it's probably three and a half hours. So right now you're getting paid let's see right now you're getting paid. It could be wrong. might need to run the numbers again, but approximately eight pounds, 65 an hour to be a yoga teacher. And that's not including any of the stuff like building a website, doing your social media, answering your emails. Yada. Yeah, no, I'm going to do it,
1: Amy. I'm going to go 10. Go <laughs> yes. Going 10. I'm going in with my work. I do wills. Okay. Oh, yeah. I used to be a criminal lawyer. Loved it. But now I do wills and my firm offer people the opportunity to do free wills for charity and the richest people come to do free wills. Very often they don't even leave anything to the charity. They want really complicated stuff and they want it for free. And the little old lady who hasn't got diddly squat, she's got tuppence, of need to rub together, comes in and tries to force a check into your hand full whack the minute she meets you. And that's how it is, isn't it? So yeah. I very much agree. I, and I don't like doing the free wills. I really resent it. I really do.
0: I prefer and the little old lady. Hey everyone, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. What you just heard then was a small recording of an intensive, a 90-minute intensive that I had the very good fortune to do with Sue Baker in the UK uh, earlier in the week. Sue is doing her 200 hour TT right now and she has been teaching since February uh, as a student teacher and in fact this Sunday Sue is going for her final exam to qualify as a registered yoga teacher, so let's all send Metta and love and good luck, not that she'll need it, over to Sue in the UK, who is going to crush it uh, in her yoga teacher training exam. I said to her at the time, surely no one fails your exam, surely you would have to be rubbish. But then I thought, well, hopefully no, hopefully people do fail. Not Sue, (laughs) but you know... We're we're it's is a profession, people. Uh you gotta be good. So best of luck to Sue, so fun talking with you. What was also really fun is that Sue found out about me because her daughter, Rachel Smithbone, was my client for like Yonkers and Rachel has a successful yoga business, as you can hear in that little grab from Sue. Rachel is the most expensive yoga teacher in her town, Jai, love that, uh, and she has a waiting list. So it was so fun, like talk about close the loop or something, um, it was so fun talking to Sue and I thought it was kind of fun to, to just listen in on, for, for you to listen in on what an intensive with me is like, but also just to know that, hey, here's another person who's figuring it out, who also has some fear around charging what she's worth, but if she takes a deep breath you know, some uh, kumbhaka pranayama, she can do it nonetheless. I have loved doing all of these intensives with everybody. I tell you, I had a birthday sale and sold a bunch of intensives. It was the best birthday present I could give to myself. I am enjoying it so much. And you know, what's so beautiful is everybody sending me these emails about all the action that you're going and taking afterwards. So Justine, thank you so much for your email and congratulations on all that you have done so far. I know that, um, you may feel like nothing is happening in the manifest realm, but we know that shiz is going down in your subtle body, baby. Uh, you're doing the deep work and, um, you know, that's the, that's the powerful stuff. You know, it's not happening at the, sort of the, the Anamaya kosher level. It is happening. So congratulations on persevering and sticking with it. Uh, Sue and Holbrook, you've got this girl. Look at you, new posters, feeling your way onto taking selfies with your iPhone. You can do it. And I'm sure, I'm sure. And, and I'm sure there are oodles of people listening in right now who are going to agree with me, but I am sure that you are your worst critic when it comes to looking at your own photograph. So take those pictures with your timer with your selfie stick and share them on the internet with something insightful because there are people who are not coming to yoga because they think they don't look like yoga people so more of us who think we don't look like yoga people sharing our photos on the internet is actually very enabling for the people who need yoga and are too scared to come get it so nice one sue well done olivia sending me a this-is-what-I've-done-already email like 25 minutes after she finished her intensive. Hot damn, lady. Way to take action. Congratulations on that. And I just also wanted to say thanks to Heidi, who actually bought an intensive for Olivia. Like, this is just abundance consciousness, uh, you know, plus-plus. Loving that whole story. Lovely spending time with you, Olivia. Keep going. I want to know about... Everything that's happening for you, you know what we talked about getting those rituals and those affirmations in place. If anybody else wants to brush up on affirmations, autobiography of a yogi, you're welcome. Uh, yes, we had it first before Rhonda Byrne and The Secret. Last shout out for actually, I've got two more. Second last shout out could we all please squeeze up our faces very tight, clench our fists, curl up our toes, and cultivate a whole big dose of prana and send it over to Gajinda who has emailed me a couple of times during the week This girl is in a funk she's feeling a bit yeah class numbers are down there's a new studio opening in town she's in that space and uh, Gajinda I know that everybody who has shared time with you in the GYYB program everybody who has uh, enjoyed your beautiful company on retreat in Thailand with me um and and everybody else, just because, you know, we're all in this together, really, really wants you to know that uh, we've been there in our own version of that, that you will move through it, that it is the nature of reality to cycle through periods of concealment and revelation, and that while you may feel you're deep in the Tilae Forest right now, you cannot not return to the sun. It is just the nature of how things roll. So whatever, uh, tools and resources you use, you know, work for you, gender, whether you have a go to YouTube video or a go to MP3 or a passage of a book that always does it for you, or it sound, a, a, a playlist in a, in asana sequence, dial up that medicinal kind of self care work to see yourself through it in a really powerful and supported way and know that we are absolutely, um, there with you. We know what it's like and, um, and we're sending love from literally all over the world. So yes, Gajindi, you got this. As a quick aside, ladies and gents, for about approximately, I don't know, half the Kali Yuga, um, I have had this idea in mind to make you all a guided meditation that's about positive business affirmations uh, I had one of those. It was a coaching one that, that someone, a woman I was working with made from me when I started my business. And it, I mean, I guess if I listen to it now, it might be a bit cheesy, but man, it saved my life uh, at the time. And um, not that I'm suggesting mine would have such gravitas, but it has been a project. I've been thinking of making something and sending it out to you. But before I do it, I want to know, what do you think? Do you think would that be useful? Would you be prepared to give it a try? And if it sucked, don't worry. But Give it a try anyway. Let me know. Hit me up on Instagram if you like the idea of some positive business affirmations that you can use as a guided recording when you're feeling in a bit of a funk. Uh, Yeah, hit me on Insta. At Amy Yoga Biz Coach. The last shout out before we get into the topic of this week's podcast, I want to send a big love note out to Irina, who's part of the GYYB program that is currently happening, who again was also in a bit of a funk uh, when we had our call this week. But one of the things I want to say thank you to Irina for is that she showed up, she asked the question, she was prepared to really take a look at what was actually going on. And it turns out that without oversharing, because this is her story, what she thought was a promotions and marketing problem was actually something else. And so thanks, Irina, for being vulnerable, for sharing your story, and know that in you doing your own work, in your own business, in that group environment, you're really helping everybody else in that program Um, to grow and to learn and I know the chat during your coaching session was off the charts with uh, every kind of fist bump explosion emoji you can imagine and a whole lot of hearts as well so again someone else in our community that just needs a little bit of love right now because uh, yeah you know she's a little bit in the forest although uh, the thicket is clearing. So some shout outs. And as always, thanks, everybody who checks in and says hi. Um, I really see you all. I, I, you know, we're a family. We are a cooler here. We are a sangha. Uh, And so I I really am grateful for all of that beautiful interaction and the way that you all support each other. So let's change gears then and jump into the topic at hand, which Sue at the top of the episode, so beautifully uh, prefaced with her little story about how she sometimes feels resentful of the people that she gives away her services to for free when she knows in fact that they could pay. The topic for today is the Maia Mala in your Yoga Biz. So let's start with What are mullers in the first place? A bit of a nerd, nerd recap. So uh, mullers are... Well, mullers, the word, um, has been translated to mean like stain or impurity or like a dirty patch. Uh, I have seen the word cloak used, but I wouldn't use that term actually here. I think I like... I like stain, but essentially the, there are three of them, three primary mothers, and what they do are they—they they are the stain that prevents us from seeing clearly that we are in fact, um, you know, part of divine consciousness, perfect already, um, you know, at at one with the universe, part of the absolute. You insert the phrase for this that feels good for you on your like religious to secular spectrum. But essentially what it means is we forget, we um, can't see that we're in fact nothing but God having a human experience. You know, we're just here for the divine play of the universe. And these stains are what, what means that we, uh, the stains are the reasons that we forget this, the mullahs, the impurities, are what causes us to forget that in fact we're nothing but the divine. So if you have forgotten <laughs> gorgeous that in fact uh you are a uh, part of the divine. You are just a little sparkle on the disco ball of God. Uh guess what? It's the it's the mullahs that that cause that to happen. Now there's three of them. Two of them we can work on. One of them so big kind of can't touch this. Uh And we're not going to talk about that one today. That one requires something called Shaktipada, which means, you know, you can either get bopped on the head by a peacock feather from a guru, or you can just have those moments when you, you know, those moments when you go, oh, fudge, that's right. It's not about me. Like I am part of something so much bigger in this moment. For me, that only happen when I'm smelling something that's growing in my garden and I'm standing in the sunshine and they last for approximately like a nanosecond, (laughs) you know, those. Anyway, so we're not talking about that muller. That's the Mala. That's the one that's like, I feel unworthy. It's the, it's, it's probably the one that, you know, um, oh, can really be latent and long lived for so many of us. Uh, you need a little bit of help shifting that one. The one I want to talk about today though, is the Maya Mala. So it's another one of these three stains or dirty patches. And it's the mullah that makes us think that we're actually somehow separate or different from each other. So if you think about it, if if our if our true nature is that we're all one, I'm just going to use that as the summary phrase. You can lay onto it your own belief system, your own spiritual path, etc. but let's just say for right now all love all one part of the universe, God, whatever, Brahma, whatever you want to call it. But the part that this is the Muller that makes us think that we're in fact somehow separate from that and separate from each other, right? So it's the one that thinks that somehow we're different. And for the purpose of our conversation today, how I'm seeing this show up for so many of us is the perception that we're somehow different and then the concluding belief, or the 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 uh, you know the, the follow the belief that follows is and in this difference i am less than the other so not only am i different and separate but i'm less than i'm not as tech savvy as the young people i am not as slim as the dancing background yoga people i'm not as young as the most expensive yoga teacher in town, and I could go on. We notice a difference, we think it's real, and then we judge ourselves negatively as a consequence. So again, as always, if you know that you are harboring some of these beliefs and that they're keeping you stuck in your business one it's the maya mala it's part of your yoga practice resolving this great news that you know you're even experiencing it because you're so far down the path of healing it it's fantastic like honestly great two hit me up on instagram let me know let me send you a love note of support back because uh, you're not Robertson Crusoe here, as my colleague would have said back in the day. Um, I know what that's like. I know what that's like. Hot damn. Yes. <laughs> and we'll talk about how to shift it in just one second, but do reach out to me on Insta at Amy Yoga Coach. If your Maya Muller is kicking you in the ass right now, um, cause you're in good company, gorgeous. You're so in good company. So here's where I want to start. I've got a one, i I've got a four step process. Oh yeah. I got notes. I got planning. If you were listening to my podcast last week, I thought I had notes, but it was a shit show. I mean, it was, I love so, like Amanda Jane. Thanks so much for your messages on Insta and uh, other people who messaged me on Insta saying, thanks. That podcast was a shit show. I thought it was a good idea. I really wanted to be helpful But man, I don't know. Like I had a prana hangover. What was going on? But today, I got better notes. So before I go into my four-step process, I want to mention this. Having a business is your spiritual path, right? Understanding blocks and barriers in your business doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't make you a shitty practitioner, doesn't make you somehow like failing your sadhana or anything like that. Growing your business is part of your yoga. And so recognizing that the maya mala is showing up in your business lets you polish the mirror, lets you do the inner work that has positive implications across your whole life. Like, if you think that Maia Mala is only showing up in your business, I bet you you're wrong. I mean, come on. I was watching something stupid on the TV and Eva Mendes walks in and you're just like, fuck, there's the Maia Mala. I mean, I don't know if I'm ever going to heal that one because let's face it, <laughs> that lady is different from me. And I, You know, uh, she is. And I'm going to just say it like, I think it's fairly clear that if I compare our differences, I'm coming out second on pretty much every chart. I'm okay with that. You know, we all have our karmic path, debt, merit to enjoy. This is mine. I'm not even Mendez. But my point is, if you're experiencing Maya Mala in your business, it's going to be showing up in other places. You know, what else? Where else are you comparing and despairing? Where else are you going on a, you know, where else, as as, uh, Marie Folio says, where else do you have, um, a, a comparison hangover. Where else are you thinking I could never do that because I'm different to that person or I'm never going to be successful because I don't have it like they do. Or what about this? one? Well, it's easy for her because she's got to insert whatever you don't have. Right. Or here's where else the Maya mother can show up in thinking that we're different and separate Not only can we take ourselves out of the game and judge ourselves harshly because we're comparing ourselves to someone else who we think is something other than us. Remember, it's all one, baby. That's at the heart of this teaching. How it can also show up is that we think we need to soldier on and do it all alone. Now that one I know is going to ring some bells for people. Where is it that you think... You can't tell somebody else about what's going on because you're embarrassed, you're ashamed, or you're guilty, or you don't want to upset them, or you don't want to cause them trouble, you don't want to put them out. Where are you packing up everybody's props at the end of class? Because, well, they've just had Shavasana and you you don't mind staying back. Well, hang on a second. What makes you think that you're separate from them? It is one collective energy, and you get to ask for support, and you get to be a part of something. Like I was saying at the top of the episode, you know, Irina in sharing her story in GYYB and what's going on for her and the unfortunate out of her control circumstance that means she's going to have to relocate her classes and she doesn't have a venue yet and how she feels about that. She could kept that to herself. I could have given her some strategies about do this Facebook ad, make this poster, call these people. But Actually, what was at the heart of it was Maia Muller in play. That she thought she somehow had to keep that secret part to herself. That, well, you know, she's a smart woman. She should have figured this out by now. As opposed to leaning in and saying, you know what? I'm part of a community here. I get to call in support. I do know everything when I realize that I'm not just me. I do have all the answers when I remember that. We're all one. I do. I am inherently self-sufficient. When I remember that there is nothing separating me from you from everything else. It's kind of a big one. We're really going there. On the (laughs) yoga metaphysics today. Okay, so my Mala, where's it showing up? Take some time. Do some journaling. Maybe you know already. Maybe you have website shame. Maybe you um, have yoga wardrobe envy. I don't know. I made that one up. Maybe you have, uh, here's one that I hear all the time. Maybe you haven't had a photo shoot yet because you're not as skinny as all the other people that you see on Instagram. My Yamala, you are the same as everyone on Instagram. That's the way the universe works. That's at the heart of yoga, baby. Uh, you know, your meat suit just looks different. Big shit. It's all the same. Where else is my Yamala kicking you in the ass? Where else is my Yamala preventing you from sharing yoga with the people in your community who need it? Spend some time on this. This is not wasted effort. And like I said earlier, everything that you uncover in this process applies to your whole life. You know, are you snarky with your partner because you think that those things are their job and these things are yours? Well, you should do that because that's your job. And I only do this because it's my job. Well, my Maia Mala, that's true. You know, if you believe that you're separate and different, go have a fight about who takes out the trash. Good idea. But if we come back to, huh, actually, this is all the play of divine consciousness. I'm just here, my little bit of the sparkly disco ball of God. Who cares? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that thing. What's the big deal anyway? You know, if we're all in this together, if we're all on the same team, what have I got to fight about? Nothing. We're all going in the same direction. We all want peace and love and, you know, enough to eat. We're all on the same team. There's nothing that makes us separate. So anytime that you're thinking it's me against them or I have to compete against this or a new yoga studio down the block is going to kill my business or um, I can't raise my rates because she'll steal all my students or what will my teacher think if I raise my prices or what will my former colleagues at my corporate job think if I start sharing crystal grids on my Facebook page, whenever you start to get into this the the implications of the fundamental belief that you are somehow different or separate from everything else, that is the Maya Muller at play and you get to shift it up and make a different decision for yourself. Deal? Deal. So Amy, okay, that's nice and nerdy and I think I get it and it's a nice word to say but um, how? Because I've been doing this a while and I haven't come over it yet. Okay, good. Me neither. Eva Mendes. <laughs> my spirit animal. <laughs> you wish blotchy, never going to happen. So how do you actually deal with the my Like, Well, like I said, I wrote you a four-step process. Ready? A bit of interesting sound and I'll tell you it. Okay. So here's my four-step process. One, first up, you've got to notice when you're doing it and you have to stop it straight away. Catch it, click your fingers, snap your hairband around your wrist, do some japa with your mala. I don't know, whatever you need to just like cut it out. When you notice that you've fallen into compare and despair, when you notice that you are um, judging someone else against your own qualities, when you are, when you are presuming something about someone, when you think there is something different between the two of you, when you are feeling jealous of of someone else, when you're feeling angry about what someone else has done, when you're feeling envious of someone else's success, and you think that that's not available for you, whenever you notice that it's coming up, you need to nip it straight away. Stop, stop, stop doing it. Now, there's a couple of ways that you can make yourself less vulnerable to being confronted with this stuff. I mean, why I don't know, if you're on a diet, you're not going to go sit at McDonald's and just, I don't know, sit there. It's a bad example. <laughs> Maybe you would. My point is, don't put yourself in harm's way here. Here are some of the common triggers that you can easily avoid so that you're not pinging your Maia Mala as often. One, unsubscribe from your colleague slash competitor's email lists. okay. If you're signed up to the newsletters of all the teachers all over town and all the studios of all over town and every time they send you an email and it's positive and upbeat and you think, oh, fuck, they're killing it and I'm rubbish, unsubscribe from that shiz. You don't need that in your life. Stop following people on Instagram that when you look at their photos, you feel shitty about yourself. Stop it. I don't care who it is it's, if it's the, if it's, uh, I don't know, whoever is like, um, oh gosh, come on. Let's try and think of somebody. Um, I don't know, like whoever you're following and you're looking at yourself and you're looking at them and you're feeling like crap. I don't know if you're following Dustin Brown and then, Because sometimes when you're feeling upbeat he he inspires you to get on your yoga mat and and eat good supplements and take great care of your body and then sometimes you look at it and think oh my god, I'm a weedy little nerd and I'm just going to go back to do online gaming because this yoga shit is never going to work for me. Stop following him! Right? Let him go be his beautiful self. You don't need to look at that stuff if it is triggering your Yamala. Similarly, get ready. We're going there. If you are stalking Either your ex's current partner or your current partner's ex. And this can be true for business partnerships as well. Stop it. Stop it. Like I know, you all know that I'm dating, right? I am so good. Think about it. I teach you all how to use social media. So I really know my way around. It doesn't take me long to figure out the whole back catalog of pretty much anyone I'm dating. I hope they're not listening to this right now. Because everybody's privacy settings are going to get locked up tight. So I know how easy it is to go do a little bit of snoopy snoop. But guess what? (laughs) Comparison hangover. My mala, Compare and despair. Bad energy. Stop it. Unsubscribe. Unfollow. Block people. Delete numbers. Stop it. Stop. Uh, um, I don't know. What else? Like um, where else could you, pos- you know, this, what else are you doing where, you know, when you go there, you're going to feel like crap because you're comparing yourself to the other people. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. It is not helping. It is compounding the issue. It is flaring up your Maya Mala, which in turn is creating more conditioning, right? It is reinforcing that karma is reinforcing those neural pathways such that you are increasingly vulnerable to that shit show. So it's important that you, um, stay out of it. Now, I'm not saying you go, um, you know, go be Sid or I'm not saying you go put yourself in an environment where you never see anything negative and you never see death and you never see dying and you never have to confront the fact that maybe you could lose a couple of kilos or maybe, you know, Netflix isn't the best way to spend every night of the week or maybe I don't know, whatever other judgy thing you do for yourself. You drank six beers on the weekend. I don't know, whatever. Um, no, I'm not saying put yourself in a bubble, but I am saying avoid unnecessary pain avoid unnecessary pain. So notice if you have dropped into comparison, if you've dropped into compare and despair and get yourself out of it fast and avoid any of those common triggers that are like, you know, if you're in AA, if you just started AA, you don't go out to a bar with your friends, right? You just don't put yourself in harm's way, not while you're doing the healing work. Number two, in my, that was just point number one, don't you love these? truncated four part systems. Point two, be even more yourself, be even more yourself because it doesn't matter who it is you're comparing yourself to. Um, I don't, I should have a whole list of examples. Um, but, but no matter all the things that you think they are better at than you are, they suck at being you. Only you can do that, right? Only you can do that. That's the whole point. That's why you got embodiment again, because Shiva's like, huh, What? Well, let's see what happens if we do this combo. Boing. There you go. Embodied, right? Go rock that out doing you. There's only one of you. Only you can do it. Dial up the volume on you. Uh, I was sharing in one of the intensives today, uh, sorry, this week, um, with, uh, a yoga teacher, we're talking about her Instagram and she said, but I don't know what to put on Instagram. I'm the sort of person that puts photographs of strange shaped vegetables from their garden on Instagram. H- However, can I make this work for my business? I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> Rock that shit. Better yet f- grow vegetables that sort of look like asana. Like, can you make a carrot that looks like Hanuman asana? The world needs that. I need that. I want to see, I don't know what else you got. Can, can you grow a capsicum that looks a bit like Padmasana? Bring it. I want to see that. No arm headstand, I could maybe grow that carrot. Maybe. Tadasana, I could maybe grow that carrot. Share that. That's you. No one else is doing that. You know, that's awesome. Have at it. Number two, when dealing with the Maya yama, number one, withdraw from stuff where you're comparing yourself negatively. Number two, do more you. What's your thing? what's your jam? If I'm feeling like there are a squillion and one yoga business coaches out there, right? And if I sat down and signed up all their mailing lists and look at all their Instas and all their followers and all their, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, one, I would be in a funk fest, right? So how, So I don't do that. But what I also do is not only do I not look at their stuff, but I only look at my stuff I talk to you guys. I read your emails. I chat with you on Instagram. I engage with you in my groups. I talk with you on my coaching calls. That's my space. And I do more of that. Less comparing to them, more doing me. More weird podcasts like this about the freaking my How obscure is that? Did you even know that there some of you are like, yeah, I mean, we got that in the teacher training, move on. And other people are like, Mala, Mala, what do you mean, like the beads? <laughs> I love the we an eclectic bunch. Number three, where are you boring yourself? Check that out. Where are you bored or boring yourself? Where are you being underwhelming? I, f- I feel like, in a way, it's like... Um, if you're excited about your business, if you're loving what you're doing, you have more maia mala immunity. You're less vulnerable to a compare and despair attack. But if you're bored, or if you're broke, or if you're boring yourself, or if your marketing isn't working because you're being boring for your people, then you're way more vulnerable to go, well, what I've got is crap. Mm, I'm no good at anything mm, I'm gonna go and like google up all the people that I think are way better than me and I'm gonna look at all their websites and then I'm gonna get out a big tub of cocoa ice cream and like cry into it right I know I've been on that spiral I get you I hear you girl if you are there like going shit I got the spoon in the tub right now Amy help <laughs> send me something on insta let me love note you back we're all in this together, remember? Like, we're, we're, seriously, that's the whole point of this conversation. You're not alone if you know that that can be your downward spiral. But here's the thing you can build up that immunity by being interesting. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, having the best conversation at a dinner party. I mean, be interesting to yourself. About a year ago now, in fact, yeah, pretty much spot on a year ago, I was in the funk phenomenon, bad. And I sent that email to my coach saying, probably because I still had a mouthful of ice cream. And she wrote back and said, okay, honey, where are you being boring? You need to figure out what is boring here, because if you were having fun, you wouldn't let yourself feel this shit. And I don't know if you remember, if you've been a long time podcast listener, but I put out a series of podcasts, one a day, that were all on the theme of the metaphor of the forest in yoga storytelling. <laughs> oh my God. I am such a nerd. That's why I can never get a date. Can you imagine I just pull that one out on a first date? Did you know about the significance of the forest as a metaphor? In, <laughs> Yep. Anyway, back at the ranch. And she gave me that teaching. Where are you being boring? So I made those five podcasts for you all because... I needed that medicine, I needed to geek out, I needed to lean back into my business and feel excited and inspired and get my geek on and do the things that make me feel great. What is it for you? Where are you being boring? Maybe it's in your own personal practice. Maybe you need to start going to another teacher. Hell, maybe you need to take yourself down to Lululemon and put a bunch of new Lycra on your credit card. I don't know. Where are you being dull? Where is, where is, you know, are you feeling like, oh my God, I've got nothing because actually you're being tedious on social media. Stop it. Do you need to, do you need to set yourself something really challenging and audacious in your class planning? Are you boring yourself with your class planning? You know, do you need to uh, launch into a new theme that you've never taught before and that's going to make you go smash some books and listen to some, some YouTube stuff? I don't know, but where are you being boring? Once you can figure that out, where are you boring yourself or where are you feeling bored? Flip it, lean back in, get engaged. Your mala immunity goes way up because think about it. Like I, here's, the, here's the dating re- analogy, right? Remember that time when you've met someone and they're awesome and you're just having like the best and everything else of your life? And you feel like sex goddess, you know, you're like, I don't even care. Like, I'm just going to wear your dirty old t-shirt down to the supermarket. Cause I'm a goddess right now. I am like so into me because you're so into me and I don't even care. You know what I'm talking about? You're like so into it that you could give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Do you know what I mean? That's the energy that you need in your business. When you feel like that, my classes are just so great. I can't wait to get to the studio. I'm loving helping her with headstand and watching that guy actually get to Uttanasana with no blocks is blowing my mind. When you feel like that, you could give a shit about what the teacher next door is doing. Who cares? Because look at you. You are in love with it. You are all over. You are so pumped and excited about what you're doing. You are immune To your Mayimala. Number four. (laughs) Number four is blow your conch. What does that mean? I mean like blow your own trumpet. Celebrate your success. Tell everybody how good you're doing. This is a big part of my programs. Like We take time and take up space to say, Hey, guess what I did? Look at this thing that I made. Look at the uh, look at the new venue I found. Look at the retreat center I've just booked. Look at all of these names on my whiteboard for people who have signed up to my workshop. Look at my new certificate and this tradi- this modality that I just qualified in. Look at my new Instagram. It's beautiful. Look how many. Likes I've got on my Facebook post. Look how many people have just signed up to my newsletter. Look how all of these gorgeous testimonials I just got from my beginner series. This stuff is really important. And I feel very confident recommending it to you as a tool. Because I know that this is not a community of egomaniacs. Right? I have no doubt that you could go like a thousand percent in the positive on this point and still not become that annoying person that everybody kind of like rolls their eyes at, at a party. You know, that guy, you know, that guy that's like, actually, we all know that it's bullshit. James, you so didn't do that. Like whatever. Okay. If it makes you feel better, man, but you're a dickhead. You're not at risk of doing that. You are. I, I, I am pretty certain if you are one of my fabulous podcast listeners, which obviously you are because that was metafictional somehow. It's highly unlikely that you are unnecessarily or overly boastful. We are in safe territory here. You know, like you got some space before you get even close to that edge. You need to celebrate what it is that you are proud of. You need to celebrate your successes. You need to talk yourself up. Maybe you be mindful about who you choose to do that with. Pretty much anybody in my community is safe. Anyone here is going to be like, dang, yes, well done. You got this. Maybe it's not your snarky colleague from the studio. Maybe it's not your high school best friend who's jealous as hell that you actually love your life while she hates hers. Like, you know, be discerning on who you pick, but make sure that you are celebrating yourself, even if it's taking yourself out for a picnic. I don't know. Sit under a tree, read a book, whatever, lights you up. Do that. Celebrate yourself. Reward yourself for the efforts that you have put in and the fruits that you have borne Um, because this again, it's very far less vulnerable to thinking of yourself as different and less than when you are taking time to congratulate yourself for all the good work that you're doing in the world. So that brings me to the end of pretty much what I wanted to share with you all today. And we're right on time. So I'm going to uh, wrap us up but let me quickly recap the mullahs are the three stains that cause us to think that we are anything other than perfect divine universal consciousness god having a human experience today we've been talking about maya mala which is the Mala that the thing that makes us think that we are different and separate from everything else that we are somehow um, our own individual cells running around ants kind of disconnected and not part of a whole. It can manifest in um, comparison, hangover, compare and despair, jealousy, envy, anger, self-doubt, and uh, a loss of momentum in sharing your gifts in the world, taking yourself out of the game. To combat it, my four-step process is one, Notice when you're doing it and stop it immediately. And the second part of this one is remove triggers from your life that make you more vulnerable to being, uh, to, 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 for, to my Mala coming up in the first place. Two, be even more yourself. Really recognize how wonderful you are already. Stop actually comparing yourself to other people by being even more yourself. Three, notice where you are boring yourself or where you are feeling bored Shake it up so that you are back to being lit up and excited to boost your maya Mala immunity. And four, blow your own conch. Celebrate yourself. Recognize the efforts that you're doing. Recognize them in other people too. And know that everybody who goes to your colleague's yoga class is making your life better. Everybody who comes to your yoga class is making your colleague's life better. That's the way that it works. When you put up your rates, it's making her life better. When she puts up hers, it's making your life better. We're not in this to uh, compete. We're not. It's about all being one. Take out the trash for your your partner. (laughs) Remember, we're all in this together. My emailer. Thanks, folks. Super nerdy. Uh, Hope that's been useful, as always. Got ideas, got suggestions. Hit me up on uh, Insta. Love to hear from you. Um, Before I finish today, I've got just two more things. The first one, very, very quickly, I had a great, um, message. I'm going to just read these to you because they're delightful and, um, you know, I have the best job in the world. Um, did you do on Instagram? Um, I, (laughs) I wanted to say a shout out to Kath Parsons, I'm just going to read these Kath. I hope that's okay. Kath messaged me on Insta. We've been messaging backwards and forwards. Um, she says, hi Amy, I'm a Toronto yoga teacher and recently came across your podcast. I'm loving it. I would love to hear some tips on how you handle rogue yogis folks. You can find Kath at, at, sorry, at Kath Parsons. Uh, if you have tips for her, hit her up on Instagram and share, or I suspect that Kath would also like to hear your stories. So hit her up on Insta. She says, um, Those who do their own sequencing, for example, an entire cooldown sequence. This doesn't apply to people modifying for injuries or if they're pregnant or on their cycle or whatever. She said, it's happened twice this past year of hundreds of classes, but it really throws me off. I try to just let go, but it's distracting to me and distracting to the other students. Um... I mentioned that I'd had a guy that used to do push-ups just to show off how manly he was to me in the middle of classes. Like, hello. Um, a cat says, yeah, I'm glad you know what I'm talking about. I had a student who did his own cool down sequence for the last 10 minutes of class. This included two yin poses instead of Shavasana. When I spoke to him about it, he glared at me and said, he knows his body best. And as a note, he's a difficult person who has been kicked out of other studios in the past. Um, she goes on and she tells me about another guy in class uh, this week who did his own sequencing at the end, including using a million props to set up a restorative pose while we were all in corpse pose. Blocks were falling everywhere and shifting around. It was a packed class and he was really distracting. Have a great day and thanks again for the work that you are doing. Kath, here's what I have to say about that one. <laughs> I really hope that you get a truckload of of voice memos from yoga teachers all over the world, sharing, your, uh, sharing their stories of rogue yogis. Fact, folks, send them to me too. I think this is fun. I could put together a whole montage about this. Like when have you had, like Kath and me, when have you had someone in your class who's just gone rogue, doing their own thing, despite uh, what it actually is that you're teaching them? How do you handle it? What would you say to Kath? Tell me your stories. I want to share it. Let's put this together. It's going to be fun. Two, Kath, there's two ways that you can handle it. One, ignore. Right? Like push ups, dude, he got ignored. He was being a dick. Right? You know, everyone in the room knew that he was being a dick. No one was giving him any time. Whatever, man. Like, okay, do your push ups. Uh, good luck. It's going to fuck your shoulder, but whatever. No one thinks you're sexy. We all just think that you're a dick. I know this is contradictory to the previous my, 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 my mother conversation, but bear with me. Anyway, just, you know, let it burn out. If they want to do their own thing, if they're causing a fuss, everybody, no one's thinking, Oh my goodness. I wish Kath would go over there and tell that guy to shut up. They're all thinking, I wish that guy would shut up. You know, like a lot of that stuff can just self manage. That's one option. The second option is that you do have a conversation with him. And, um, I've had guests and part of the business of yoga speaker series who are really fierce on this topic. Like it's your dojo, do you know what I mean? You get to set the rules. It's part of being a yoga teacher, enforcing great boundaries. And it is okay to say to someone, look, I understand that you have your own preferences with the asana that feel better for your body. If you want to come to my class. I need you to do the asana that I'm teaching or a modification thereof that we can discuss together. If you insist on doing something different from what I'm teaching, then there's somewhere else for you to practice because it's not in this class. It's perfectly legitimate to have that conversation, so you got to decide, how you want to play it you're just going to let it wash over you because whatever he comes every now and then who cares everybody knows he's a douche it's not your problem or is this guy really messing with your vibe is he coming all the time is it impacting how you teach and is it impacting the uh, experience of your other students and is it time to have the conversation about do my stuff or get the hell out you can rent this space by the hour if you want but you need to wait until my class is over to do your own class. <laughs> They're my suggestions, Kath, one way or the other. Hit us up folks with your stories. I'm at, uh, at Amy yoga biz coach. When have you had a yoga teacher? That's just gone rogue. Sorry. When have you had a yoga student? That's just gone rogue, done their own thing instead of what you're actually teaching. How have you handled it? Tell me the story. I want to hear it. Super, super awesome. Secondly, before we finish up today, a reminder that the abundant yoga teacher retreat, Thailand, 2020 registrations are closing for that uh, at the end of this month. We're in September, so there are just days to go before I close down registrations on coming on retreat. I know that Olivia wants to come, Joanna wants to come, a whole bunch of you have said, I want to go. If you want to come, you need to get yourself booked in because you can't come if you try and buy a spot in October. I love you. You need to register this month. The link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash Retreats, and we're going to finish up with a fabulous Sarah Powell showing a little bit about her experience. Uh, she was on the last retreat. And guess what? She's coming back next year. Take care, everybody. Talk to you next week.
2: Hi there. I'm Sarah. I'm from England and I'm on um, the Abundant Yoga Teacher um, Retreat with Amy. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous here. I really highly recommend it. The most the wonderful thing about it is we haven't had to starve. We've had the most beautiful gourmet, honestly, five-star vegetarian food. Really delicious. I was worried about being starved, and you are so not. The accommodation here is behind me. It's, it's, it's basic, but it's very comfortable. We get to room share. And um, it's been a really, really transformative week. I think that the biggest thing that I've got out of this is Amy has really kicked us up the derriere and um, is going to be really kick-starting my business push my edges help me sort of get rid of some of my blocks which I think have been sticking around they've gone way gone and i'm going to be taking students to beautiful places like this next year it's already in the agenda amy won't let you leave without having made some radical changes so i really really highly recommend it to anybody out there who is thinking that you want to grow your business but you just don't know how or just need that little bit of a kick really come here you've got the space the time and the most awesome coach on the planet okay bye